This is Vincent, and you're listening to Liberal Lies, Liars, and True Believers. We all know that liberals lie. They lie all the time, and their friends in the media lie too. Their uninformed true believers claim that liberals are the smartest people in the room, but facts prove that wherever they have power, there's only failure. Our job is to expose their lies, to stand up to their lies, and to keep our freedom. Left-wing news site Axios published stories about two politicians this week. Both politicians have egos that far exceed their level of talent, and both ran for president. Eric Swalwell is one of my favorite people. He takes the word sleazy to a whole new level. Eric Swalwell is that guy, the guy who has such a high opinion of himself, and he believes everyone else does too. The reality is that he's that guy that we all like to make fun of because he's so superficial and ignorant, and contrary to his own opinion of himself, everyone who knows him probably has a very low opinion of him. This guy is so bad that even Democrats keep their distance from him. They don't want to hurt their own reputations by associating with him. And you'll never guess which committee that he's on. Don't ask me how. Don't ask anyone how. But Eric Swalwell is a member of the House Intelligence Committee. You have to have a real sense of humor to put Eric Swalwell on a committee with the word intelligence in it. He makes Maisie Hirono look smart if that's even possible. For years, you've heard this guy tell everyone that President Trump is a Russian spy, and he says that he's seen the evidence. I guess Adam Schiff must have shared that evidence with him, and for some reason, they're both keeping it a secret because they won't show anyone else this supposed evidence. But Swalwell says that he's seen it because he's on the Intelligence Committee, and he knows a lot about foreign spies. Apparently, he knows so much about them that he even dated one and maybe slept with her. Now, the story is that when the FBI told him about this spy, he told them everything he knew about her, and he stopped seeing her, and they found nothing wrong with his behavior. That's at least what he says. It was just dumb, they said, and dumb is what Eric Swalwell does as good or better than anybody else in Washington. And remember, the competition is fierce, so you know he's really good at it. The spy is a young woman, a woman who said that she was a college student, an old college student because she was about 30 years old at the time. She started helping Swalwell when he was a city councilor running for Congress, and she helped him raise money. I guess he never asked where the money came from, and he didn't ask why she was still a college student. They attended a lot of political and social events together, and they were obviously a couple. And she was attractive, too. So he never asked that young, attractive college student what she was doing dating a doofus like him. I'm pretty sure that all his friends were curious about that. I'm pretty sure that they don't see Mr. Swalwell as a chick magnet, but I'm certain that he does. And she has a great name, too. Fang Fang. She called herself Christine Fang. I never knew that Christine was such a popular name in China. On the other hand, introducing your girlfriend Fang to your family and all your friends probably wasn't going to work out too well. So maybe she and Eric came up with the name Christine. But they were such a happy couple 
until the FBI told him that she was a spy. Funny, isn't it? For such a savvy, astute guy, how could he have been fooled by a spy? I would have thought that he would have picked up on that as soon as they met. Hey, you can't fool me, Fang. You're a damn spy for China. Most people would never have caught on, but I'm Eric Swalwell, and I saw it the minute you said that you thought I was brilliant and that you wanted to help me win a seat in Congress. Nobody has ever said those things about me before. And then, when you didn't laugh in my face when I said that we should start seeing each other, that was the last straw. Only a spy for the Chinese government would ever want to date me, much less sleep with me. And then, on the other hand, think about how Christine Fang felt when her Chinese spy masters told her to sleep with Eric Swalwell. She must have been absolutely horrified. I love my country, and I will do anything to help us achieve world domination, but sleep with Eric Swalwell? You're kidding, right? I think this is asking too much. When you said I might have to sleep with people, I thought you meant like sleep with men who are actual human beings. But Eric Swalwell? I don't know. Can I think about it? Oh, I see. It's either sleep with him or sleep in the prison camp. Okay, let me take my clothes off. And I wonder why they decided to go after Eric Swalwell. I suppose it isn't hard to figure out. He is that guy. He's the perfect candidate to transform into a useful idiot for the Chinese government. He is, as I said earlier, a doofus. And he believes that he's a genius, too. A lovable genius. An attractive spy playing to his enormous ego would have an easy time leading him around like a puppy. And he'd never question anything, because I'm sure that great-looking women are always throwing themselves at him. And... He won't answer questions about whether or not they slept together. Is he hiding something? Like, did she laugh at him when they were doing it? Is that why he doesn't want to talk about it? And of course, the media are ignoring the whole thing. They see nothing wrong. And Nancy Pelosi says that he didn't do anything wrong either. So what if he was sleeping with a Chinese spy? No big deal. It could happen to anybody. Move along, everyone. Move along. Nothing to see here, folks. Just a little sex with a spy. Move along. But he must have learned some lessons from Fang Fang because he knew right away that President Trump was a Russian spy. He figured that out right after he read the Steele dossier. All the BS in that report made a lot of sense to him. People in the FBI, they thought it was bogus. But Eric Swalwell and some of the leaders of the FBI and Adam Schiff they knew the Steele dossier was real, and they knew that President Trump was a Russian spy. Do you think there's a fang-fang dossier? And why is this dope still on the Intelligence Committee? What is the worst committee in Congress, the committee that has no responsibilities for anything important? Is there a committee that makes paper airplanes all day, or paper dolls? Is there a conspiracy theory committee? There must be somewhere to put this guy so he can't hurt the country or himself. The best thing for the country would be to put him on the unemployment line, because that's where he really belongs. And there must be some place to put former presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg, but it isn't as our ambassador to China. There are strong rumors that he's going to get that job. What, was Joy Behar unavailable? 
Pete Buttigieg. I forgot all about this lightweight mayor from South Bend, Indiana. I even forgot how to pronounce his name, and I don't want to have to learn to pronounce it all over again. He should be on a reality show or a game show host, but ambassador to China? Are you kidding? He was a total failure as the mayor of a small town in Indiana. South Bend is the home of Notre Dame University. It's in the middle of nowhere. You have to fly into Chicago and then rent a car and drive for a few hours to even get there. If you're looking for someone who has failed as a mayor, then why not put New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio on the job? He's proven his incompetence on a much bigger stage. If incompetence is what you're looking for, then you have to go with de Blasio or, or maybe Gil Garcetti the mayor of Los Angeles. If Mayor Pete wants to be taken seriously by the Democrats, he should run for governor of Indiana. Then he could prove himself to fellow liberals by ruining an entire state. When he screwed up South Bend, Indiana, that only affected about 101,000 people. If he screws up our relationship with China, which is already pretty bad, it'll affect the 330 million people living in America and the 1.3 billion people in China. Now ask the people of South Bend if they want him back as mayor. The answer is no. But the things he did to hurt the people there are small potatoes compared to what he could do in China if he's allowed to run amok there. Think about it. Do you really think that the leaders of China are going to respect this guy? The answer to that question, of course, is no. His only qualification for the job is that he's good at ordering takeout from the new China restaurant in South Bend. It's in the Erskine Plaza, if you want to try it. But that's about it as far as his qualifications go. Now, there are some countries that are supposed to have an ambassador that don't have one right now. So maybe Joe Biden would be better off appointing Pete to one of them, and then later on, he could work his way up to China, maybe in 10 or 20 years or so. Bolivia desperately needs an ambassador, and so does Cuba. Why not Cuba? Who cares what he does in Cuba? Nobody cares anything about Cuba anymore. Fidel is dead, and his brother is really boring. You don't even know his name, do you? I know you don't. It's Raul. Don't worry. Nobody knows his name. He's busy trying to get someone, anyone, to give money to Cuba because they're broke. But so far, no takers. Cuba needs tourists to help their economy, and with the COVID-19 crisis, nobody's traveling. Maybe Mayor Pete could help them out if he's the ambassador. He could hold a fundraiser for them, maybe on PBS. Democrats love Cuba. It reminds them of the cities they run, poor and run down. Iceland needs an ambassador, and that's a great place to visit. They have lots of ice, of course, and Everyone drinks like crazy, and they commit suicide a lot because it's always so dark in the winter. I don't think Pete would like it there. Then there's always Libya. It's warm there. They have the Mediterranean Sea, and that's nice. Libya was one of the Obama-Biden foreign policy successes, remember? Oh, wait. It says here that you should not visit Libya because of COVID-19 and the high crime rate and terrorism and, of course, the civil unrest, and the kidnappings for ransom. But I'm sure, as ambassador, Pete could build on the foreign policy success of the Obama-Biden regime. Or he could make it worse. Okay, then what about Sweden? They need an ambassador, too. 
Great country, right? Pete could do a lot of hiking there. He could try to meet up with the members of ABBA. Are they still around? He could go ice fishing. And they love far-left people in Sweden. I don't know if that's the place for him, though. I mentioned Bolivia earlier, just because I like the name. Bolivia. Pete could handle Bolivia, I think. But China, it's out of the question. Senator Marco Rubio says he has nothing against Mayor Pete, but he doesn't have the breadth and depth of experience it takes to be the ambassador to China. You think? Rubio was asked by a reporter if Pete is qualified, and he said it's no disrespect to him, but he isn't qualified. And you have to be careful when you appoint an ambassador to China. Chinese government leaders see it as a sign of respect when an ambassador is appointed. They like to see an ambassador who's experienced and someone who has gravitas. How would they feel if this small city failed mayor was appointed as their ambassador? I'd think that they'd feel disrespected. I'd think they'd wonder if they wasted all that money that they gave to Hunter Biden. Is this what they get in return? You give one completely unqualified person millions of dollars for doing nothing, and for that, his father, the big guy, a guy you thought understood the meaning of quid pro quo. He appoints this lightweight as ambassador to your country. I'd ask for a refund. This is already turning out to be a very bad investment. On the other hand, this could be a well-thought-out plan by the Biden team. Pete Buttigieg isn't going to stand up to the leaders of China, is he? I can't picture him standing up to anybody. He won't be telling them that he objects to the terrible things that they're doing in Hong Kong. And he won't say that he doesn't like their unfair trade practices and that they should stop stealing our secrets. And he won't tell them to stop killing their own people or say that they shouldn't be putting their citizens in prison camps for disagreeing with the government. He'll just give them that great smile and look the other way. And if Hunter Biden gets more no-show deals, giving him more millions, can you picture Mayor Pete telling him to stop? And would Mayor Pete mind if Eric Swalwell came to China for a visit? Would he tell the congressman to avoid seeing his old friend, Fang Fang? Maybe the Chinese government will see this appointment as a sign that they can do whatever they want, because no one will be standing up to them. Everyone will be looking the other way. It's so hard to tell what's going on when it comes to Joe Biden. Does he even know? That's anybody's guess. But Chinese leaders, they must be wondering too. They thought they were getting a real asset when Fang Fang got so close to Eric Swalwell. But by now, they know it was a big mistake and an embarrassment. They wasted the efforts of a perfectly good spy to try to recruit one of the biggest losers in American politics. If respect is so important to them, this is one for the books. They got snookered on this deal. It makes them look very bad. And now, every time Eric Swalwell goes on CNN to say something really stupid, Chinese leaders will get to feel embarrassed all over again. How could they recruit this guy? So, do they really need Pete Buttigieg as their ambassador? I'm pretty sure that by now, they've told Joe Biden to forget about sending Mayor Pete to China. Let's wait till he grows up. I think they've pointed out to Joe that Pete is far better suited for the climate of Bolivia. I'm sure it's a tough call for them, but isn't that awful embarrassment, Eric Swalwell, enough for now?